Hi, this is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. Everything is about relationships. So today, I want to share with you on the simple topic of relational leadership. Relational leadership. I'm going to talk to you about relational equity. I'm going to talk about relational influence. And then I'm going to talk to you about how to become a relational leader. Here's what we have to acknowledge, understand, and embrace at the front end of everything. Here we go. All leadership is about relationships. Why? Because all leadership is about people. Now remember, you manage things, you manage processes, you manage procedures, but you do not manage people. You lead people. You manage things and processes, procedures, but you lead people. You don't manage people. People who think they are in the people management business are not even thinking leadership because all leadership is about people. I, I, I remember in my, in my uh, uh, college days in Atlanta, I was a breakfast cook, dishwasher, and janitor. So let's talk about as a janitor. My mop and my broom did not talk back to me. I just managed them. I just had to make sure I had clean water, I had the right kind of detergent, I had the right, if I was waxing floors in those days we did that uh, by manually, that I had the right kind of wax. Uh, all I had to do was manage things. But then I was asked to look over this department or supervise this area and now I started working with people. I could not manage people, I had to lead people. All leadership is about people. That means all leadership is about relationships. So for you to be a good leader, you have to have followers who, here's the, here's the word, W-A-N-T. You want followers who want, want to follow you, not have to follow you. Want to follow you, not have to follow you. Let's rewind our lives just for a moment. Have all, haven't all of us been part of a team somewhere, a leadership piece somewhere, in which we felt nothing about wanting to follow this person? We followed this person because we had to follow this person? But then all of us have also been in situations and great places where we want to follow a leader and don't ever feel it an imposition or a threat or a force or an obligation to follow the leader. We want to. You know what, where that want to comes from? Want to comes from somebody who is in relationship with us. Now, we don't have to be their buddies. We don't have to hang out with them. We don't have to go out and do stuff with them to be in relationship. We can be in relationship with each other. 
and come to a place in which we want to be together. So the first thing I wanted to put down on the table is relational leadership is not about things, processes, and procedures. Relational leadership is about people with whom we are in relationship. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is relational equity. How do we get relational equity? Now, if you own a house, if you have a car, and you've been making payments on it, you have equity in that property. That means you may still owe some money on it, but you also have some equity in there. The equity that you can leverage against something else. So if you own this house, making payments on it, you want to buy another property, you take the equity from here and leverage it against the new property that you want to purchase. Equity. How do you gain leadership relational equity? I want to give you five things. Number one, being other focused. Being other focused. If your conversation is about everything that you want, you need, your time, your schedule, and you're not other focused, you are not building relationship, leadership, equity, you're making withdrawals from your equity. I'm talking about how do you create relational equity and therefore relational leadership. You being other focused. Number two is helping others succeed. If you go to my website, samchan.com, you will see my vision on my website. The homepage vision simply says this, Three words, helping others succeed. Because this is what I know. If I help you succeed, you will buy my books without me even having to sell you books. You know why you are on this program right now? Because somehow way in your timeline and your living, Pastor Van Moody added value to you. He helped you succeed. So when this opportunity came along about the Advanced Leadership Institute, it was a no-brainer for you because he didn't have to upsell you, he didn't have to cajole you, he didn't have to obligate you, he didn't have to guilt you because there was so much relational equity. Why? Because he has already helped you succeed. And so you say to yourself, if I am part of Pastor Van Moody's, the Advanced Leadership Institute, then he's helping you succeed. You build equity by helping others succeed. I'm talking about relational equity. Number three. Interested in them as a person of value. Not what they can do for you. Not what they bring for you. Not what they sell for you. Not what value they add to you. But that you see them as people of value. That means even if they didn't do anything more for you, 
you still valued them because they were people of intrinsic, internal value in their life. Unfortunately, in the times that we live in, we value only people who uh, can do something for us. I think it was Anthony Campolo who uh, wrote a book called Who Switched the Price Tags? In which the thesis of the book was, we used to love people and use things, but now we use people and love things. People of value. I'm talking about how to create relational equity so you can become a higher level relational leader. Number four, respect. 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 Let me make an obvious statement to you. Do you not know when somebody is respecting you and when somebody is disrespecting you? You don't have to be a psychologist. You don't have to do surveys. You don't have to have advanced degrees. A child, adult. A third grade dropout and a PhD. Everybody knows when you're being respected and when you're not being respected. So how do you feel when you feel disrespect coming from somebody? So how do you feel when you feel like you add no value to them? Disrespectful, disrespected. You feel small, you feel angry, you feel disappointed. They're not positive feelings, but if you want to be a relational leader, you have to build relational equity, and you do that by respecting people. And number five is mentoring and coaching. Mentoring and coaching. That's what Pastor Van Moody is doing for you right now. Through this program known as the Advanced Leadership Institute, what is he doing? He's mentoring you and coaching you adding more relational equity to you so you can become a better relational leader. So let me give you those five things and then move on to my next major point. To build relational equity, be other focused, number one. Number two, help others succeed. Number three, be interested in them as persons of value. Number four, respect everybody and number five mentoring and coaching so how do you become a leader of influence now we have all heard the saying leadership is influence influence is leadership but how do you gain relational influence? So in my first time point, I talked to you about how to gain relational equity. Now I'm going to talk to you about how to gain relational influence. Number one, four things under that. Number one, being known as a helper. Get known as a helper. In the, in the New Testament, there's an interesting character by the name of Barnabas. Now we know Barnabas is not his real name. Barnabas is his nickname. His real name is Joseph. Some call it Joseph, some call it Joseph. But regardless, that's his real name is that, but his nickname is Barnabas. And if you know anything about the Bible, you know what Barnabas means, the encourager. It became a nickname. He was the encourager. He was the helper. And because of that, he had influence with the apostles of the first church. 
He had influence with the newly minted Rabbi Saul, who had just become Apostle Paul. He had influence with the early church. Why? Because, not because he was the apostle. He never mentioned that apostle. Not because he wrote a book. He did not mention writing a book. He had relational influence by being a helper of others. Relational influence comes when you help others. Are you known as a helper? Are you known as a person who's a go-to person? Are you the person that somebody calls up, I need help with this, I need help with that? Are you the person who does not get aggravated and annoyed because people call for help? Are you the person who knows that helping is who you are, not what you do? Relational influence will create relational equity, which will make you a relational leader. Number two, introducing people you know to people that those people want to know. Let me say it simpler. Introducing people up. That means if you know somebody who is here, but they want to meet somebody who is here, and you introduce them to that person, that creates relational influence. For example, you know Pastor Van Moody. And somebody wants to meet somebody else. And you leverage that relationship, introducing them to somebody they want to meet. That is what I mean by influencing, introducing up. Don't try to hoard those relationships. Introduce people up. And when you introduce people up, you become a person of greater influence. A person of relational influence is not title-driven. That's number three. Not try title-driven. See, titles don't make you. You make yourself. Because you may not live up to your title, and then that makes you into a smaller person. But title is just something that describes what you do. It's not who you are, because relationships are not what you do. Relationships are who, are who you are. So I'm talking about relational leadership in which you build relational equity, and then you have relational influence when you recognize you're not title-driven. And number four, integrity. Integrity. Integrity comes from the Latin word integer, which simply means whole. Whole. What does wholeness mean? It means that your walk and your talk is the same. You're the same in church as you're in the parking lot. You're the same as in your corporate office as you are in the lobby of your office. Nothing changes about you. You are an integer. You are a whole person. You're a person of integrity. And that is how you create relational influence. <clears throat> so, to create relational leadership, you have to have relational equity, and you have to have relational influence. And in relational influence, I've talked to you about four things. Being known as a helper, introducing people up, not title-driven, and being a person of integrity, a person who is whole, in which your walk and your talk is the same. That takes me to number three. How to be a relational leader. So if you study the leadership literature, you will hear about IQ, intelligent quotient. You'll hear about EQ, emotional quotient. 
And then you'll also read about, hear about relationship or relational quotient known as RQ. That's what I want to talk to you about right now. RQ. What is your relational quotient? Here is what I want to give you. I want to give you seven things under that. Seven things. Number one, be open to people with a different viewpoint. Be open to people with a different viewpoint. If everybody around your table in your staff meeting, if everybody around your table in your executive leadership thinks the same, then they're all unnecessary. You want to have people who think differently and then you have to be willing to value people who think different from you. That's relational quotient. That means I'm in relationship with you I don't necessarily see what you are saying. I don't necessarily agree with what you are saying, but I value you, therefore I'll remain open to a different viewpoint and a different perspective because it's the difference that makes you innovative. It's the difference that makes you do new things. It's the difference that helps you grow. It's the difference factor making a difference, but what I'm talking about is valuing people who are different with a different viewpoint. Number two, you can become a relational leader <clears throat> when you admit when you are wrong. Admit when you are wrong. Admit when you are wrong. That's hard for leaders to do. It's difficult. Admit that you're wrong, because that segues into my third point, which means apologize. Apologize. <clears throat> so there are many ways of apologies. Yeah, there are books written on the subject of apology. There's the <clears throat> non-apology apology. There's the conditional apology. There's the you're wrong, I'm right apology. There are all kinds of apologies. A good apology has two words in it with a period at the end. I'm sorry. Not I'm sorry if I've offended you. Not I'm sorry for how I said it, but not what I said. Not an apology that is a non-apology apology with conditions and uh, disclaimers. But an apology that simply says, I'm sorry. When you do that, your relational equity goes up. Number four, number four, is being confidential. Being confidential. I'm a leadership consultant. I work with amazing leaders in church and corporate all over the world. You know, why I have been able to remain at a highest level of consulting in my genre of consulting over all these decades because I have learned to remain confidential. Keep my mouth shut. I know so much about so many. I know the good, the bad, and the ugly about so many. But people share with me openly because they trust me. 
And so it moves from me being a clinical leadership consultant who helps their organization go where they want it to go to creating a relationship in which people can share with me without reservation. Relational leadership is when you can keep confidences and people know. This is how you'll know it. When people say, will stop saying to you, don't let this go any further. When people know that they don't have to say that, they can assume that. Confidential. That's number four. Number five is collaborate. Collaborate. I'm not talking about doing stuff together. I'm talking about collaboration at the mental level. Did you know the most respectful question you're going to ask somebody is here? What do you think? What do you think? That's the most respectful question one human being asks of another. What do you think? That's what real collaboration begins. Not at let's do this thing together. What do you think? I'm collaborating with Pastor Van Moody on the Advanced Leadership Institute. Not just in this video, not just in my notes, but I'm collaborating on the thinking level because of our relationship. And he said to me, I want to add value to leaders. What do you think? I said, I'm in because we collaborated at the mental level. I'm talking about relational leadership. Number six and seven. Three things under number six. When I'm talking, when you become a leader, a relational leader, you discover, develop, and deploy. You discover, develop, and deploy. That means you discover somebody else, you develop somebody else, and you deploy somebody else. Much more can be said over there. But what's your discovery process? Somebody discovered you, somebody discovered me. Discover. And then develop. This video is part of your development. Uh, preparing for this video is part of my development. How you pass it on to somebody will be part of your development. And then deploy. That we don't keep people down, we release them into whatever their passions, their gifts, their talents, their goals, the proclivities are discover, develop, deploy. And number seven is observations and opinions. I'm talking about relational leadership. All of us are doing what we're doing because somebody observed us and formed an opinion. Someday, somewhere, way back there, Pastor Van Moody observed me. He formed an opinion. And because of that observation and opinion, I'm honored to be part of the Advanced Leadership Institute with Pastor Van Moody. Observation, opinion. That's how all of us get to where we are. But my question for you is, who are you observing? And what are the opinions you're forming? Because your opinion can take somebody higher. Your opinion can keep somebody stagnated. Your opinion can demote somebody. Your opinion matters. Because all of us get in life because of somebody's observation and opinion. 
So there are people around you today. You have observations and you have opinions. Yes, you do. And you will either promote them, stagnate them, or demote them. Because relational leadership says to us that we lead people, therefore, in relationship. So let me review all of that with you and then conclude. Relational equity comes from being other-focused, helping others succeed. Number three, interested in them as persons of value. Number four, respect. And number five, mentoring and coaching them. However, you get that equity by having relational influence. And you get there by doing four things. Number one, being known as a helper. Number two, introducing them up. Number three, not being title driven. And number four, being a person of integrity where your walk and your talk are congruent. And when you have equity, relational equity. When you have influence, relational influence. You can become a relational leader and you become a relational leader by doing seven things. Number one, being open to people with different perspectives and ideas and viewpoints. Number two, admit when you are wrong. Number three, apologize. Number four, remain and keep things confidential. Number five, collaborate. That means by asking the question, what do you think? Number six, we would do three things. You discover, develop, and deploy. And number seven, be careful because your observation and your opinions can change somebody's life today.